Welcome to episode 104 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. My name is Zach, and this week I'm joined by Pat. Ahoy hoy, everybody. And Rick. Rick. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We are a weekly gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. We discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews, and impressions, and talk about the gaming industry in general. Of course, we don't only discuss games. We occasionally talk about movies, TV shows. Thoughts on the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Ooh. That was fucking awesome. That was one of the best Spider-Man trailers I've ever seen. I am a little confused as to why Doctor Strange is just like, fuck yeah, let's do this spell. Come on, man. (laughs) What I don't get is why Peter's so insistent on like having everyone remember when he could just tell them, hey, I'm Spider-Man. I'm sure there's something that has been explained to us, especially since the fact that he has the eye, or Doctor Strange has the eye necklace. Eye of Agamotto, yeah. Yeah, even though it's been destroyed. Maybe it's just the the holder, because the, the stone has been taken out of it. It's just yeah, the and eye he just misses it. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think his whole thing was like, if people forget uh, that he's Spider-Man, that he'll, they'll forget the experiences of... When they like when they knew he was Spider Man, and I think that's the thing. Like him and MJ got close after she found out in the last movie. So and his Aunt May, and like oh, imagine um, if he loses Happy, Happy, uh, the rest of the Avengers. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. Either way, like that looks great, and you know it's great to see Alfred Molina back as Doc Ock after what like seventeen years or something. Yeah, and I really like the theory that yeah. the fact that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield won't be in this is because in their like timelines they died. I heard rumors that they are in this. So yeah, well, we have we've been hearing those rumors for like four years now. <laughs> yeah. Are they not confirmed to be in it? I thought they were confirmed to be in this. I think Marvel is like, hey, don't fucking blow the load and show everything in the trailer, Sony, like you did with the other Spider-Man movies. That's what fucked those <laughs> up. <laughs> So I think we like once we see the movie, we'll we'll finally see them. But yeah, that looks great. Anyway, this week we will be discussing Gamescom 2021 and be scoring our summer gaming predictions. But first, what have you been playing, Rick? Let's start with you. All right. Well, my son Lincoln, aka Link, is finally on a sleep schedule, and I've been on second shift for the past two weeks. So. I get home, I basically rock him while the wife gets ready for bed, then he goes to bed, and then I have just the TV to myself for the first time in the past, what, two months? Nice. So, yeah, and since, I don't say I'm boycotting Call of Duty, but Blizzard, Activision, whatever, um, I'm finally actually able to play some games that I haven't played in a while. So, picked up on Mass Effect 2, been playing a good amount of that, um, and I get my team together. Uh, played a little bit more foreclosed because I remember I started playing that the last time we talked. You were not so hot on it. I'm not so hot on foreclosed. <laughs> like, trust me, like this house needs to go. Um, <laughs> uh, then, um, uh, started playing Psychonauts 2, uh, when it came out, what, two days ago, three yeah. days ago. Honestly, I watched my roommates play the first Psychonauts and it, I get the general gist of it, but playing the second one has actually, it's been fun. I understand it. Like it, I love the gameplay. The story's great, and like the visual art style is just phenomenal. So, really been enjoying some Psychonauts too. But every once in a while, it gets pretty story heavy. Right now, the way I play with the baby, and like I try to get some in, but then I have to like rush off. So, have to close the laptop. And I've been playing that on um, streaming through my laptop with uh, the Xbox X Cloud. Nice. 
which has just been phenomenal. What I've also been playing with xCloud is Skyrim again. Getting pretty close to beating it. I'm almost like level 50, so eventually I'll put it down. But I finally want to beat a Bethesda game that I started, which is rare to do. Um, also, Hades came out on Game Pass last week, week and a half ago. Time is a flat circle. Yep, sometime. <laughs> yep, it's whenever. And I know I beat Hades on the Switch, but now I get achievements, and I really love Hades, and it's a really great pick it up for 45 minutes, put it back down. Yeah, and now it's on cloud. I, I know before it was on Switch, but now you can play it, like, wherever, so. Yeah, I used to play it on the cloud. I played it on my phone, my laptop, whatever. Um, then let's talk about motherfucking Splitgate, because all yes. these games I played... I've played on the outside, but like mainly as soon as I got the TV to myself, it's been split gate like nonstop all the time. Holy shit. This game is amazing. Yeah. So if you'll remember, I like played the, the alpha or the whatever the hell it was at the time, like a year ago on steam. And like I talked about a little bit, it wasn't super popular, but it kind of has recently just blown up. And I think they went from like 8,000 players to like 200,000 concurrent players and shit. So, um, definitely blowing up and it's, you know, it was on the main stage at Gamescom just this past week. So yeah, uh, it's basically Halo with portals. Uh, Zach, you have not played it yet. Have you? I have not. No. What is your excuse? I have been busy playing other games, which I will talk about. <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> but well, yeah, you've heard my chatter about Splitgate. Me and Pat played Splitgate the other night. Yeah. And, and I will say this. Not to say that Rick doesn't typically play those kinds of games, but Rick typically doesn't play those kinds of games. So if Multiple. he's hyped about it, yeah, exactly. Like, like so, like if he really enjoys it, that means it's good as hell. Because I feel like he doesn't give credence to those kind of games. Like, I just talked about how I stopped playing Call of Duty Cold War, which I basically is the only disc that's been in my Xbox since I got my new Xbox. No, I understand that, but I feel like I think of but usually like. When you think of Rick, yeah, you think like, of like the story game, like Skyrim. Right, exactly. Like, I don't point, think of you yeah. playing Call of Duty. I think of you playing like Fable or like other games from beyond the sands of time and such. Prince of Persia. Right, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm having fun with it as well. The you know couple of complaints I have with it is that it is on everything. It is cross-play, but there is no cross-progression. So if I play on PC and I play on Xbox, those are different sets of like challenges and customizations and skins and stuff I'm earning. So that's kind of disappointing because now I have two different things I got to you know keep together because I do like to play on the the higher refresh rate and you know better quality on PC. But sometimes I just want the convenience of I'm on my PC or I'm on my Xbox already. So I'll just boot up Splitgate. Uh, and then the other thing, I'm not sure if, if you agree here, Rick, but uh the skins and the general art style of it not really vibing with me. It, it honestly, feels... it's 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 pretty plain Jane. Yeah, especially since like no matter what your team is, like there's only two team colors: mm -hmm. blue and orange. And whatever team you're on is always blue, unless I've just lucked out the entire time I played and have always no, been blue. No. The the other team is always the opposite color. And those of you wondering. Blue and orange are not the colors. Rick has changed it to colorblind settings. It's red and blue. <laughs> Normally, I'm sorry. I will not apologize about my disability. Um, but they're also their colorblind settings. Their colorblind settings are like great because mm -hmm. I kind of scroll through them and 
oh man, like they don't make you feel like, oh, what kind of colorblind are you? And it's like, I don't know the name for it. <laughs> just show me it. Like, <laughs> oh Splitgate's like, oh yeah, like just like, boom, how does this look? And I'm like, that's actually like, I see the difference there. So yeah, you're the same color all the, all the time. So yeah, yeah, I totally agree there. And the levels themselves aren't like, yeah, the, the layouts are great, but it's, it's just, they aren't anything spectacular, but it's a free game. So yeah, so stop complaining, Rick. <laughs> and it's got some interesting game modes, like the showdown one. I really like where it's basically round based three v three, and you're in like a small like symmetrical map, and you only have one life per team. There's there's a variant where you have uh, you respawn every like five seconds, and then the timer goes up. Like if you die again, you respawn ten, fifteen, whatever. And if all three members of you are dead, then the round is over. But the variant that I've mostly been playing is the one where you have one life and it's just like the best of like 11. Yeah. Wins. The or like event. the best of six. Something and it like that, goes yeah. up to 11. Yeah. Yeah. And then they also have a, um, I love the SWAT mode, mm-hmm. which is almost like team deathmatch, but like, yeah, you know, your health's really low. It's almost like Call of Duty, like hardcore mode where like, or like SWAT inhale. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love it. It's been so much fun. And honestly, it's a, breath of fresh air and it really gets me excited for um halo infinite that's the other question i have do you feel like you will still be playing this when call of duty vanguard halo infinite and battlefield are out like can this game withstand those three a i probably won't go vanguard i only feel comfortable spending 60 dollars on a call of duty game once every like two or three years Mm -hmm. um and also, it's another World War II one, and I had the last World War II one. I loved it, but, yeah. Um, and Halo, uh, I'm sure they're different animals. That is also free to play, is what I'm saying. Like, it overall, is also free to play. Yeah, but I think... The way I see Splitgate is, like, last year when we had both Grounded and Fall Guys, like, the, that free game throughout the summer that was just fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. That's what we got. Yeah. And I'm not complaining. Although I did, like, Fall Guys is so sweet and Grounded holds a special place in my heart. God bless you, Obsidian. But um, Split Cave has definitely been, like, my game of the past two weeks. And I will play it until something better comes my way. But so yeah. far, not yet. Yeah, I feel the same. I'm really loving it. I just don't know how long I will keep playing it. So, Zach, you better jump on this train before it leaves the station. Dude, you will have so much fun. There and, and there's the oddball. They they carry around a ball. I know they touch it with their hands, and I know you don't like that. But they carry around. <laughs> I was a, ball. a goalkeeper. What do you mean? <laughs> like I, I I picked the one position where you could regularly use your hands. So that's what I've been playing, Pat. <laughs> what have you been playing? So uh, I got the code for Overboard Get Away with Murder from Inkle. Uh, this is a indie uh, point and click detective game kind of like a whodunit so you play as this kind of like this washed up actress and she is on this cruise ship and decides to kill her husband because it's just like the last straw or whatever so the game starts with you tossing your husband overboard and then like it starts the morning of the next day and you basically have to get away with murder so you have to get rid of the evidence. You have to either pin it on someone, pretend like he's not really dead. Like you have so many different options in this point and click adventure. Uh, the way it's set up though is you start off in your cabin and you, you're slowly making your way to America. That's where the ship is going. 
Um, and there's a time limit. So everything you do has a time associated with it. So you wake up in the morning and the, the, one of the staff comes up and reminds you, Hey, breakfast is being served. You can go to breakfast, but that's going to take like half an hour of your time. Um, and you only have like five hours before you're going to reach like land or whatever. So, um, you have to pick and choose where you want to go and how that changes the story and what your best options are. And once you get through the day and you know, you, you either get away with it or, they find you out, it, it resets. It's a time loop. 2021 is the year of time loops. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm really digging this game. I've played like five or six attempts. I've gotten away, but there's loose ends that I haven't covered and it kind of gives you objectives. And when you reset, you'll like learn, oh, oh shit, there's someone on this ship who saw me do this that way. Or, uh, you know, I left uh, an earring. They found one of my earrings on the upper deck and somebody goes and picks it up in the morning. So I can, if I go to breakfast, then I won't be able to, like the person will pick up the earring, but I can go pick up the earring, but then I'll miss breakfast. So it's like kind of like a time management. I'm really, really enjoying it. It's, I think it's like 20 bucks on steam. Uh, it's also on switch and it's on like Google play and Apple. Yeah. I'm really digging it. And I, I like the replayability of like, figuring out how to do it just but better and then there's different outcomes like uh there's uh there's a uh a member on the ship who whose room i haven't been able to get into but one of the objectives is like what's what's he hiding in his room so i'm like oh shit like there's there's some there's a deeper mystery here because uh i got a key like a master key and i try to open his room but there's it's like dead bolted and i heard somebody move on the inside so i'm like how the fuck do i get into this guy's room so uh really digging it and i think it's definitely worth a check out uh it is well reviewed too this year i think it's like an 86 on open critic right now which is one of the higher rated games this year um and then i do want to talk about so i got a code for road 96 from digix art and this is a let's see how they describe this again um it is the first ever procedural story driven game so the way it works is it takes place in this fictional country called Petria that is kind of under this uh, dictatorship president, basically. It's like the the guise of democracy, but it's, it's basically an author- authoritarian rule. And um, the teens in this fictional country are being like uh, taken and sent to like slave labor or something like that, like missing teens is like a big thing in this country. You play as a teen who is leaving home on your way to cross the border. It is procedurally generated. So depending on, you know, which time you're starting the game, like we could be at different distances away from the border. Uh, We could have, we could start with different money and all that stuff. Uh, And you just have to make your way to the border by either hitchhiking, finding money to get a taxi, uh, taking the bus, uh, or just walking. And, um, every time you do that, it, it's going to play a scene cause they have these seven different like character arcs, each with like multiple different parts. And it kind of pick picks and chooses and randomizes the order of where you interact with these people. But basically it's, you start, you play as one teen, you either get to the border or you don't. And then it restarts to a different procedurally generated teen and you're just getting more story and you play through as many times until it gets to this final uh, ending, which I haven't actually gotten to yet, but it's basically the election of Petria. And based on your decisions, what you've 
done throughout your runs and talk to people and stuff, it's going to change the impact of the, what's happening in this country. Like, uh, there's a, uh, um, a group of people who are trying to like overthrow the government called the brigades and you can interact with them. You can help them or you can just be like, fuck you guys. You're not, you're, you're part of the problem and you know, not help them. And that's going to change the ending and stuff. So it's really interesting. I I've played maybe five or six times throughout, like getting to the border. Um, sometimes I've made it. Sometimes I've just barely made it. Sometimes I've been shot and killed and sometimes, uh, I didn't have enough money. So they caught me and sent me to like the labor camps or whatever. So it, it, it's pretty interesting. It's um, think of it like a, uh, a telltale game, but like the next step in the telltale game. So you are moving, walking around. A lot of it is like dialogue choices, but they do have these like little mini games scattered throughout. So like I was playing air hockey. There are some minor puzzles involved. You have to figure out how to get like a set of keys. Um, you have to cause a distraction to the people who are guarding the keys uh, you can do that in like a, a couple of different ways. So you kind of just have to figure it out and stuff. And then you get abilities as you're playing this based on how far you're getting in each of the character arcs. So that, that'll that change. Like the, the later runs you're doing with these different characters, you should be, you should have a lot more options and stuff. So it is pretty cool. Um, music is really great. I really enjoy the music. They got a lot of like indie uh, artists and stuff and you can actually gather tapes like those are collectibles and you have like you can play the tapes in the Walkman as you're going. It takes place in like the 90s. But yeah, it is very a very interesting game and I'm glad I'm playing it and I definitely want to keep playing more of it. So check that out. Road 96. It is available on Switch and PC, I believe. Check that out. And then I did. I don't know if I'm able to speak about this. Uh, I'm not sure if I signed an NDA. But I did play the alpha for uh, Call of Duty Vanguard earlier today. Not really liking it at all. <laughs> the only thing that the only game mode that was available, it wasn't just like standard deathmatch or anything. It's this new game mode called Champions Hill, or uh, I think it was Champions Hill, something like that. And it's basically seven teams of two in this map, and you are being faced against another team of two. Everybody has 12 lives, and if you lose those 12 lives, you're eliminated. And the the last team with their lives is like the winner. But as you're playing, um, it it puts you in a match against somebody for like a minute or something. So you can just hide, and then if you don't die, you're not losing any lives. Um, But they have an extra life in each map, so you can try and get that, and you can actually go up higher. It's kind of hard to explain, and I don't fully understand it myself. Cause I think it's just randomly putting you against these people, but we did win or we came in second place because my teammate is an idiot. And then one, I just, we were like the first people eliminated cause I had no idea what was going on. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's call of duty. It's the same gameplay, but they're just trying to add this new game mode. And it's not like, I, I really enjoyed the other game mode they added for modern warfare where it was just like you and another person in like a round base thing. Oh, gunfight. Gunfight, yeah. I really like Gunfight. That was a really interesting game mode, but for this one, it's not really my my cup of tea. So that's pretty much it. Zach, what have you been playing? I think I guess since it's been a while since I've talked to y'all, um, I know we've been texting each other and all that stuff, but since being on the podcast, it's been a minute. I have rolled credits on Last of Us Part 2, finally. Took, took me long enough. Finally got over it. Finally, thank you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> And now you realize uh, why we were fucking shouting from the rooftops that you need to play this game. 
Yeah, I mean, the game was excellent. Was it too scary? Yes, 100%. <laughs> I'm never playing it ever again in my life. <laughs> I know exactly the part that you... I, I was playing it, and I was texting Rick. I'm like, if Zach plays this, he's going to be freaked out by this part. And then Rick got to that part, I think, like the next day, and he's like, yep, he totally... <laughs> as Which you're going part? down through the hospital. Uh, the, the Rat Queen? Rat oh, Rat yeah. King, yeah. Hell no. No. Hell no. <laughs> like, almost uninstalled the game right then and there. This, this, how have y'all not dealt with the situation? Like, it's, it's explained in this, in the game, if you were paying attention. I was. Like, I, like, I understand it's like the ground zero, and like they've since like blocked that whole area off, but like, Jesus. <laughs> like, there you go. So, also, I love how they uh, made the, the stalkers much more like, freaky and like the the way they move and stuff and like they don't show up on like listening mode like that was really sweet and a great addition to the game yeah no that was super annoying or, or maybe not the stalkers but there's like these like the runners or whatever the hell they're called like these they like hide in the bushes and shit and like that's annoying the ones that like jump out of the walls like they're like cemented into the walls but then yep. all of a sudden you walk past them and they, oh, now I'm deciding to be fucking active. And the first time that happened to me, I threw my controller at the TV. Like, oh just freaked God. out. Like, just, well, I wasn't ready and they, it just happened. So I just, I panicked. And I was, ah! Just dropping stuff. You know that wasn't happening to you in real life. Doesn't matter. I'm totally immersed. I projected myself into the situation. But yeah, having finished the game, um, it'll be interesting to see if they do make a part three whose story they continue, um, things of that nature. I, yeah, exactly. I don't want to like spoil it, so I don't know how much we're like able to talk about it. Just go play it if you haven't, everybody. Yeah, basically. Uh, me and my buddies who've been playing Formula One 2021, we've completed our first league season of that, and we've started a second one. We're just getting after it on that, but that's, that's basically it uh, from what I from what I've played do we want to talk about 12 minutes right now and just dive into the yeah, so, news? yeah let's start with not so news and besides gamescom there hasn't been a lot of news if chance was on i'm sure he'd be talking about the pokemon direct and all that shit but none of us really care right so um we're gonna just talk about our impressions on 12 minutes which we've all been playing and it's kind of like a an anticipated game so i i know, we should probably just say spoiler alert now so we can just talk no, about no. it we should like, not. No we spoilers. Should, no spoilers. Oh. <laughs> well, then how much are we going to be able to talk about this? Like, well, we can't talk about spoilers because Rick hasn't beat it yet. But we can talk about no, I know, our experiences but like up until where and the mechanics. But if you guys okay, want to help enough. me beat it, because I have <laughs> yeah, no idea I mean, what I can the fuck do to do, we can give you hints right, I mean, at some point. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk separately. Twelve minutes came out. Obviously, if you've been paying attention to this it is the top down uh point and click uh narrative based game uh with daisy ridley uh james mcavoy and uh Will- willem defoe willem defoe yeah i mean it came out game pass uh did you guys play it on pc or xbox first of all xbox i mean, played on xbox through my pc through the streaming oh through the streaming so you were pay- playing with the controller then i was playing with the controller okay yeah Yep. I tried playing on Xbox with a controller, and I'm like, "Fuck this!" Uh, so I uh, <laughs> it wasn't it too bad. PC. It wasn't too bad though. 
No, it's it's not terrible. Moving around the cursor with the sticks and stuff, it's just so much easier but to click on stuff. Really, what what gets to me is the top down. Like, I think that's one of the most, like, I would say it's a cop-out, but it's a little, I don't know, I, I, it, that's one of the most annoying aspects to me. Really? It's a little bit, mainly because eventually you get used to it, but starting off, I was like, I can't, I don't know what my wife actually looks like. Would I mind if she died or got arrested? <laughs> but um, you can kind of you can kind of tell when you're hiding in the door, looking through the slots, the blind. You can kind of see their face a little bit, and yeah. I've done that a lot. But, but we'll talk about that. It's it's not like a super high budget game. It is still an indie game, even though it's got right. like marketing budget behind it. From which is weird because it has like that Xbox. great cast, but it's just an indie that's, game. That's the thing. Like I don't think. They paid a shit ton for this cast. I think the cast agreed based on the merit of the story. Well, if you're not good at the game, basically everybody has three lines. And that, that is true. It, it does not <laughs> hold yeah, your hand yeah. at all. It kind no. of like you get off the elevator, you get into this room, and then now you are in this time loop in your this small apartment, which has just like the main area, like the kitchen slash dining area. It has one room and then a bathroom. And that's it that's in a closet in a closet yeah um if you try and leave the apartment the loop resets uh you know at, at certain and this isn't spoilers because this was in the trailer but like five to six minutes into the loop a man comes knocks on your door and says your wife uh murdered her father and he's he's a cop and he's gonna arrest her and then some weird shit goes down so basically um the loop keeps resetting every time you die or uh you can reset it yourself by just leaving the apartment or if time runs out if none of that i happens, did not know that you could just leave the apartment and reset it yourself yeah there's been a few times where i just kind of waited <laughs> it also resets if you like piss off your wife or something and she just leaves i've never done that yeah like I i've always been off. very nice to my wife does it reset or does that take away options for you and then no, it it reset it a couple of times. Like there, like if it if it's beyond a certain time limit, other things happen. But if you piss her off like super early in the loop, it resets. Okay, I pissed her off, and then like I'm like, oh, there's been a few times too, and I'm like, hey, maybe we should just leave the apartment. And she's like, nah, I'm gonna read my book. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, like no, like I like I did some dialogue things that just like made her really angry and she just left and that ended the loop because I did it so fast. Like I made her so angry so quickly. So it just like yeah. ended the loop and I was just like, shit. And you guys, you guys have both beat it. We have both yes. beat the game. Uh, it took me like five, maybe six hours total. And I think you were probably somewhere similar there, right Zach? Yeah. Yeah. Something. I don't know the exact time, but definitely something similar. If we did it by like number of loops, I probably broke like 30 loops or something. It pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with the loops. Like, there's so many times I, because every time you try and fight the guy, you'll like it'll oh, you change lose. it a little bit. Yeah, so you'll try and stab him yeah. with the knife, and then he'll work. block it, or he'll get stabbed, and then he'll hit you. So then the next time you do, you'll like remember like, he's gonna hit me, so you block, but then he'll kick you, and then like I went through like <laughs> six or seven loops just me trying to fight the guy. <laughs> this is all new information. Yeah, it changes <laughs> a little bit. Because also, like, also. Uh, to pay attention to the pictures on the wall because they change depending on what you do as well. 
what mm-hmm. the yeah okay thank you there's a lot of layers to this this, this game. whole time i'm just trying all these different scenarios where i'm like okay i think i got it now and then nope yeah i, I, I take like two steps back it, it is very much, it reminds me a lot of like the old school point and click adventures from like the 90s and early 2000s, where some of the solutions are like, how the fuck am I supposed to understand how to do this? Like, I, right. I needed a fake mustache and then I needed to put it on this other guy and then give him a candle and then now you are thinking he's someone else or some shit. Much uh, like what Mist, I- which is now on Game Pass. <laughs> Mist. Well, what I do yeah. like about it, because it doesn't hold your hand. Yeah, when you do figure shit out, when you do figure shit out, it feels really satisfying. Smart. But also, when you figure shit out and the loop resets, you feel the frustration of your character, and ha- and mm-hmm. they do a good job of really uh, delivering that through the dialogue, like like the yeah. the, the emotional toll it's taking on you. Yeah, like that was amazing. Like the moment where, Daisy like, Ridley and James McAvoy, top notch American yeah. accents. <laughs> Yeah, amazing. And I was sitting there and I was just like, there, there was like one moment where like I had been stuck, like like for five straight loops, just like trying to figure shit out. And then finally figured it out, moved it on to the next step and ran out of time. And my guy was just like, what the fuck? And, I, mm-hmm. and he's like, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, and I was sitting there. I was like, what am I supposed to do? So it yeah. was like just super accurate, like depiction of the frustration that the player would feel in the story as well. So I thought they yeah. did a really good job with that. There's definitely some of that where they did think that through and they're like, when this happens, this is how your character reacts. But there is a little bit of it because it is like you picking the dialogue options and doing stuff that you do get some like uh, uh, like whiplash from different reactions to stuff. Like you could talk to your wife and ask her something and she'll be really angry with you. And then the next dialogue choice is like, hey, do you want to dance? And then she'll be like, no, I don't think I want to dance now. Or, hey, you want some water? Right, and yeah. then like, it, it kind of just seems like it, it, I know it's it's probably really difficult for an indie team to do that. Like have record a bunch of different dialogues options for different scenarios. Like I want right. you to I want you to talk about your book when you're angry or when you're happy or when you're sad or whatever. Like that, that would be like too much, but it does kind of take you out of it for that. Like when you do That's it a certain thing, way yeah. or whatever. I wish but, it would, it would have been easier if they just like locked the dialogue option instead of giving you the opportunity to say it maybe. Yeah. But you still, like maybe sometimes you just need to go back to it. Um, I do love the, the sense of discovery and like, when you figure something out and you're like, Oh shit, that means this. And then I have to do this now. And like, you kind of just, as uh, the more you play, the more you're like, okay, I have this information. Uh, how do I get this information from this person? You know, a certain way, maybe I need to do what I did during that first loop and get them into that emotional state before I ask them about something or whatever. Uh, so you're just constantly experimenting and stuff. And I really enjoyed, like I played it in like, three sessions maybe um I, I had a family wedding so i didn't have like a, a lot of time to just sit down at one time and play all of it but i think if i did have five or six hours i would have just kept playing like i i kept wanting to play uh mm-hmm. it was just the i didn't have the time to sit down and play it but i'll just i'll just i'll just do like i'll i'll test out all my stuff and then it just won't work and then it's like you know what i think playing some psychonauts 2 or some mass effect 2 <laughs> would be like much more beneficial to me right now because I'm about to like freak the fuck out. <laughs> what I think might work 
keeps not fucking working and then i have to go through the exact same dialogue and it's like yeah so i'm not sure how it is on the controller but on the the keyboard and mouse you can if you've heard the dialogue before you can click it to like fast forward it oh yeah yeah all you have to do is all you do is press a and it'll just let you fast forward it yeah yeah but it is a lot of repetition if you are doing if you are doing the same thing if you're stuck on a certain part there's a lot of repetition but or like i'll be at work later on that night and i'll be like oh wait I can I can do this. Oh man, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna try that. And I come back and I try it, and it barely changes anything. <laughs> or like it changes, but like I still get caught, or like things still happen. I'm like, it's like almost like a Rubik's cube where yeah. like you need to turn everything in all different ways, and eventually it'll work. And I just I just kind of lose patience. I I completely understand that there was definitely moments where I was you know, hitting that wall. But I think the beauty of it is that it's contained in this small room. So the solution is there. You just have to figure it out in the right order. And then eventually you'll get, you know, get there. There's one solution to one thing where I'm like, how do I get this information? And I tried like six or seven different loops, was not able to get it. And then I'm like, wait a minute. My wife has said this one thing uh, multiple times and I never connected that I could just do one thing and then I would like, it was a very simple solution. Like, I don't want to give away spoilers, but it was a very simple solution. But when I figured that out, I'm like, fucking hell, this is all I had to do. And I'll tell you, like, we can edit this out. We can edit this out. Just tell me where the fuck is. (laughs) We're not going to tell you that's such a major part of the shit. Do you want me to give you a hint? Do not tell him that. No. Pay attention to the... Okay. That's it. And then, yeah, so what did you think of the story overall, having beaten it, Zach? I know you're not as hot on it as I am. Yeah, so so you and I were texting each other about this, and I think the build-up was good, because they do a good job of, obviously, like how they present the time loop, the frustration you deal with it is... I think they did a really good job of that. Um, did we get the same ending? Is there multiple endings, or is it just... There are multiple endings. Uh, I think... Uh, did we get the same one? I'm pretty sure we did. We got to the same result. Maybe this was like okay. the, the third ending I did or whatever, but yeah. So, the ending that I got wasn't particularly satisfying um, because I felt like I didn't have any closure and I don't really know how else to explain this without... Okay, you know, that, that, that's good enough. Like, uh, so like that—that's just basically how I felt about. It. I felt like I was like I did all this, and then the ending just didn't satisfy me in that way. So then I was that—that okay. that in itself was just frustrating. See, I am completely opposite of there. I, I definitely thought the ending was satisfying, at least my interpretation of it. And I did like. There's a certain moment in the story that kind of like. You're like, is it over? And then something else happens. You're like, what the fuck? I thought it was over. Right. You fucking got me. Um, yeah. But like you keep going and then something else happens and you keep going and you keep like unraveling this puzzle and like slowly getting to that ending. And I I did enjoy the ending and the message uh, that I got out of the story. So I really kind of want to go back and like do it that. again just to get a different ending and see what it would be like. Yeah. There is one thing else that I want to kind of complain about is there was one point in the story. Most of the time it did a good job of 
When you learn something, you, the player, learn something, so does your character. Except one time when I figured something out and I'm like, okay, I know this. How do I get my character to understand the same thing? And it was just like, I had to like, I, I kept trying do to do something to get him. Yeah, it's a or spoiler, so I'm not going to say it. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I kept trying to get my character to connect the dots in a way i'm like this is really obvious but like i had to do something at the the perfect time before he would realize you know something else so that's kind of all i'm going to say regarding that but that was the one time where i'm like they could have done a better job at having the the character realize the information the same time i the player did other than that most of the time it was like okay when i learn something he understands the same thing so but overall, I really enjoyed it. I'd give it like an eight point two out of ten. I know Zach, you're you're not a you're a little bit less than that overall. Yeah, I was at like a I was at like a seven, just because of the ending. Yeah, very, but not not just because of the ending. I thought I thought the repetition was also mixed reception of this game. Some people are like it's a masterpiece. Some people are like it's very middle of the road. I even saw a couple of them where they're like, this is an absolute shit show. Like, it's it's just all over the place. So. Um, yeah definitely worth a play i think obviously you should you know it's in game pass what's what's it gonna hurt yeah if you have game i think pass? it's definitely worth a play i think if you do play it play it on pc it is much better with keyboard and mouse at least that's how i feel but um i'm sure you guys you said it's okay with the the controller yeah it's not, yeah, it's terrible. not too bad honestly there, it's, it's easy to adapt yeah right. i mean it's definitely not as like precise as you would be on a mouse with the point and click um but it's not it's not awful yeah Shout out to Willem Dafoe. I think he definitely uh, kind of steals the show. I am definitely going to be considering this game for indie game of the year and maybe like performance wise. Like, performance is for sure. Yeah. yeah. Keep at it, Rick. Well, then let's dive into it with our topic of show, which was Gamescom 2021. Obviously, if you've been paying attention to the video game world, they've been doing Gamescom for the last three days basically so we're just going to kind of dive right in with the some of the major topics that were going on as a whole as we're going games through this. yeah all the news yeah as a whole all of it we're just tackling the entire thing so we'll start off with pat's favorite topic which will definitely be halo infinite because why wouldn't it be so we did finally get a release date so we have a release date for halo infinite it is december 8th 2021 uh, that is the campaign and the multiplayer will both be released on december 8th before Gamescom and this announcement, they did release a blog post saying that Forge and co-op campaign are going to be delayed. They're not going to be available at launch. So Forge is going to come about six months after launch. Co-op campaign is going to come about three months after launch. I'm kind of excited to see what co-op campaign entails, or at least like considering it's like an open world thing. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing because people are like, oh, that's that's it's like Halo is co-op campaign. Like I, I, my memories of Halo are co-op. And I, I completely agree with that. I do have a lot of memories of doing co-op campaign, but this is a completely new take on the campaign. We have like, we still don't know if it's completely open world or if it's semi-open world or how it's structured. It kind of reminds me of Far Cry. Like Far Cry is another open world game that has attempted this co-op campaign type thing. And the way it worked when I played Far Cry 5 with Chance is that Chance could come into my game and we, we could do the missions and stuff together, but it would only progress my story, not chances. So chance would have to go back and do that shit 
again on his game. Yeah, it reminds me of also um, a much beloved series called Borderlands. Yeah. Where, yep, it's same concept. Yeah, which for Halo would suck if I had to, if I, if I join somebody and I'm not getting uh, skulls or if I'm not getting the achievements or unlocking that, you know, campaign level progress or whatever. So I'm sure that's something that they need to figure out. Plus, I don't know about you guys, but I, I would always play the story by myself to get the, the actual, like play the campaign by myself to get the actual uh, story and all like the experience, like all of that. And then I would go back and play in uh, legendary co-op to get the skulls, uh, to get the achievements, stuff like that. So that's how I always structured it. So I don't see this as a big, big deal overall, but some people were complaining online if you are one of those people that always likes to jump in on co-op campaign, it's coming three months down the line. Multiplayer is free to play. Play just the multiplayer. And then three months later, play the campaign. So I'm assuming it's free to play, like, obviously, just on Xbox. Free to play on Xbox, PC, Steam, multiplayer. Even Steam? Yes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And then if you have Game Pass, you're going to get the campaign on PC and Xbox, uh, Steam, you'd still have to buy it separately. Uh, but I'm sure that also is going to include some stuff for multiplayer, whether that be like armor skins or, you know, something like that. Uh, it is also a live service game now. So I, I see this as like a, a big beat. Like here's a new feature that's going to have people coming back and talking about it three months down the line. And then when Forge comes in, you're going to have all those people making custom maps, custom game modes, all that stuff six months down the line. So it's going it, to, it, they're just constantly keeping adding content to it. So I, I don't see anything wrong with that, but um, I do see how some people could be, you know, disappointed in it, but we did get an official trailer at gamescom opening night live odd because we did get, we didn't get any mention of halo at Xbox's own gamescom. Prefer- Not at all. Yeah. Their own gamescom <laughs> conference, which was the day before. No mention of Halo, and we're all just like, what the fuck? Where's Halo? And then here it is, that opening night live. We got a, uh, a CG trailer focusing on the commander of like the multiplayer, like the person who's training the Spartans in, uh, in the, the training area or whatever. And she's going to be one of the main characters featured in season one of uh, Infinite's multiplayer. We also got a reveal of the Halo Special Edition Wireless Controller Series 2. Um, the Elite Controller Series 2, uh, Master Chief Edition, and then we got a Halo Infinite Limited Edition Xbox Series X that was announced. Uh, it is $549. It comes with the Xbox, the controller, and the game. So you're saving $10 um, getting the console versus getting the game and the console separate. Uh, however, they are all sold out because I tried. I know I already have a Series X, but... I tried getting one. I just didn't see the announcement live. So that by the time I saw the announcement and I tried pre-ordering it, it was it was already out of stock, which probably is for the best because I don't need two Series Xs. You don't. You're fine. It's Halo. You have enough. You have enough. <laughs> he would have just sold his other one. Yeah, probably. Great Halo news. Um, Surprised we didn't get any campaign news, though. I think after their last campaign announcement, they are uh, treading on thin ice. They want to make sure it's perfect before they show more. Yeah, they got a lot of criticism about that, which was, uh, in my opinion, unjustified. Yeah, I mean, I have no doubt campaign's going to be great. So, Zach, are you excited for Elden Ring? 
<laughs> I don't know why that was so so funny. I feel like I I could be if I wanted to be. Um, I mean, you were into Sekiro, so I'm like maybe. Uh, I was into Sekiro. I really liked Sekiro a lot. I for for some reason I do like these kind of Souls e games where it's frustrating to play and difficult and it's a challenge. It's weird because I don't really know too much about like really what's what's going on. Um, no one does. <laughs> I, I know, and, and Lord. well, well, actually, that's what was really interesting. Like, kind of looking at it, like that the in-game text is being written by Miyazaki and not George R. R. Martin. I thought that was that I was surprising I, to me. Like, George R. R. Martin has written like the outline and like the the background of some characters and stuff, and they just and, and, and like that. the specific and yeah. Okay, so I, I thought that was so interesting. Like consulted on it, yeah. They didn't actually show. So this was a hands-off demonstration to the press. They didn't actually yeah. show anything to the public, but you have to show ten at least ten minutes of gameplay for the Gamescom to be considered for their awards or whatever. And uh, Elden Ring ended up winning the best PlayStation game award, which was odd because it's on everything. But what are you gonna do? But yeah, I mean, it looks interesting. They they did talk a lot about how this one is focused more on like actual story and cutscenes. As opposed to like Bloodborne and Sekiro and stuff, which was more of like, look at the in-game text and the items you're finding and read the descriptions and that's how you get the story. It's not like delivered to you in a, a narrative format. So that excites me. I, I've, yeah. I was, I'm not into these Souls games, but I was very much into Jedi Fallen Order, which has the same format of Souls games, but it had the story that was given to you in like a, a classic format. So if this is doing that, I might give it a shot, but Souls games aren't really up my alley. Anything else to add there? Uh, not not really particularly. I thought the um, they were talking about some kind of uh, gameplay mechanic where you can summon the souls of enemies you've defeated uh, if you've collected them, and you can use them in battle. And the way one of the uh, IGN people who were talking about it, whose name escapes me... Uh, was concerned that it would make the game a bit more difficult or, or not difficult. It would make it easier uh, in battle and stuff like that. Now from software said it won't make the game drastically easier. I find that it'll difficult to harder. believe. I don't understand how that could be possible. Like maybe like the souls you put down there. Like, hey, I'm not going to fucking fight for you. I'm going to kick your ass. When I heard that, de- when I heard that, I just figured there'd be like a little mini game you have to play. And if you lose, you die. I think I, I did see the, the article you're talking about. I think they said is you'll earn the ability to summon these like much later in the game. So it's not like right. you'll be able to rely that rely on them early in the game and stuff. You're still going to have to play and beat like these areas to, and you have to beat the bosses okay. to earn these anyway. So, right. Okay. Well, yeah, even so I thought that inter- that mechanic was interesting, but um, I don't really have too much to add in regards to Elden Ring. January uh, something is the release date, right? 2022. I can't believe I didn't put it in there. I definitely read it. January 21st. Are you guys are you guys planning on playing this? I do need to see a little bit more before I commit to like a $60 purchase. But hey, uh, from Softmer, if you want to send us a review copy, we'll be sure to review it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We are um, very fair. <laughs> Moving on to the next topic here. Uh, this was got, a surprise. This was a surprise. We got a look at a new Marvel game 
It's called Marvel's Midnight Suns, and it's Fire Axis's basically superhero XCOM game. Uh, it's a strategy game, uh, more or less, and then it's it has they called it, it a, a lot tactical of, RPG. Yeah, and it had like any basically all the Marvel characters that are iconic were in this thing. Like they showed this trailer, like, and you yeah, had ten to twelve Iron Man different characters. Yeah, yeah, like Iron are, Man, Wolverine. They're focusing more on like the the magical side of mm-hmm. the Marvel universe. So they had Doctor Strange, yeah. they had uh, Captain Marvel, and then they had like the the not so magical people were like getting upgrades of like magical armor or something. Like you saw mm-hmm. Wolverine with his like glowing rune covered suit and stuff. Same with Iron Man. And Iron Man, yeah, yeah. Ghost Rider, which I'm excited for. Um, yeah, Ghost Rider made an appearance, which was dope. Uh, Blade. So. Blade, I love Blade. I'm so happy Blade. It's is almost like the, the Justice League Dark of Marvel. Yeah, right. Which, yeah, exactly. Which I think is a good, which is a good thing because Avengers, Marvel's Avengers, which came out last year, um, a lot of people instantly drew the comparisons between this and the MCU, and that became the whole thing of these aren't my Avengers. So them focusing on a different like main cast and doing like the the whole magical side of it and focusing on that i think is going to differentiate more so from the mcu that people are going to have a an easier time seeing it as a separate entity so Mm -hmm. i agree i think um i've never played xcom what is xcom so it's kind of like you are controlling multiple people uh, on a battlefield and you're kind of moving people in front of like the enemy kind of like a grid based system and then you're picking which attacks they're doing and based on like dice rolls and stuff they'll either land the attack there's weaknesses and stuff in play that you have to kind of keep track of if you ever played a fire emblem game it's similar to that yeah like well. a grid based yeah. like yeah yeah it's okay. like it's That's very a great much like way, fire, yeah, emblem. fire emblem yeah okay. which is a Perfect. nice change of pace from you know avengers and stuff that we've had that is more like action melee based or whatever but um they said you are making your own character uh, who is going to be this brand new character they've created for this game, uh, who is the daughter or the son, depending on who you pick, of the main villain of the game, which they said some name that I've forgotten. The way they said is you are, it's a tactical RPG, so during battle you're controlling everyone, picking whatever you want, but I think during the actual like, you know, story moments or whatever, you're going back to your base you're just walking around as this character you've created and you're interacting with all these people and there, there's going to be like dialogue options and stuff kind of more fire emblem than X commie, I think. So yeah, that'll be interesting. Oh. So color me excited. Yeah. And yeah. we don't have to wait long for it because it's set to be released March, 2020, March. 2022. Sorry. Yeah. And then we're going to be <laughs> March of t- last year. Um, and then <laughs> yeah, we, we are, just got to go back in time. Uh, and then we are going to get gameplay uh, September 1st, 2021. So we did get confirmation which, of that. Which people are like, why like, why announce that you're announcing gameplay next week? Why not show gameplay now? I think it's to keep the hype. Because this is yeah. an XCOM game that's probably not going to be as hyped as like a, a third-person action Marvel game. So right. people see this and see this CGI footage and stuff, and they're like, oh, a Marvel game. I'm super hyped. And then you know, next next week when they get the gameplay, it's only the hardcore people that are tuning in to watch it. So um, they're kind of right. keeping that hype up with this initial reveal, I think. And just before we move on to the next topic, um, 
where can we play XCOM? Is that on Game Pass? Is that on PC? Is that I think uh, it, uh, so. Phoenix Point is on Game Pass PC, which is I an XCOM like. It's an XCOM like. Uh, XCOM mm-hmm. itself is only on PC. I, I I would I would give Phoenix Point a chance. I think Phoenix Point is on. They have I, I talked about it like however long ago. And they have um interesting mechanics too as far as like combat and stuff but it's very similar as far as like grid based movement and stuff you can also wait to play project triangle strategy next year oh yeah well thank you very much guys just to get us prepped for this next marvel game xcom is on console but it is not on game pass moving on from there we got the announcement of a saints row reboot uh which was i don't know about y'all i was surprised i wasn't expecting that yeah it was Uh, out of left field so <laughs> nobody expected it <laughs> so the reboot will be arriving on february 25th of 2022 that is the most and, surprising thing <laughs> and i don't what i don't i i saw somebody tweet this i can't remember who it was and it was like a it was a video game developer or publisher and they were like note to self don't release anything in february of 2022 and it yeah, was like we'll get to that because this of- yeah there's a lot of shit coming out um and it, it'll be coming out on everything uh, as far as current gen and previous gen. So it'll be PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC. Nothing on Nintendo. Uh, the cinematic trailer gave us a first look at the city of Santo Ileso, and it's taken some inspiration from like the American Southwest. Uh, we did get uh, the cinematic trailer, which showed uh, them hijacking a uh, an arms deal that was going on. And we did get some gameplay as well that showed some like laser gun battles. It's like very, very, very brief gameplay. Um, but we got to see like some laser guns and, and stuff like that. And they, it, from what I've been reading uh, about people who had delved deeper into it, it's keeping a tone that's much more similar to Saints Row 3 as opposed to the first two installments. Now, I've never played any of the Saints Row games. Well, as opposed to the last two installments. Or sorry, yeah, the previous two installments. Um, yeah, because, well, Saints Row 4 uh, just dialed up the crazy, like, you know, insanely. You're in the Matrix, you have superpowers, you're jumping from buildings and all this <laughs> shit. Like, they kept hyping, like, they kept taking it to the next level in terms of wackiness and all that. So, like, they kept trying to top themselves. So, for this one, if this was Saints Row 5, they needed to go even beyond what they did in 4. And I think that would have just... It's a slippery slope you don't want to go down. So I think this reboot is good. Uh, we haven't had a new GTA game this generation. So I think this is going to take, this is going to get a lot of people on board because they're like, oh, this is similar to GTA. It is a little bit more wacky, but it's not to the level of Saints Row 4 wacky, I think. So um, I I think this is a welcome announcement, but I, I know there are some diehard Saints Row fans that were like, what the fuck? You guys are changing this up to not be like saints row and uh the developers are like no we this is a reboot we're sticking by our direction and we think you're going to enjoy it. just give it a chance uh any other thoughts on that i say i've never played a saints row but i've always been a fan like my my old roommate used to play it all the time it looked like a great time yeah like i'm, I'm should be fun yeah saints row the third was the last one i got like actually played and beat uh, four and uh, the spinoff or whatever Gad out of hell was just taking it too much to the extreme and Saints or, or and uh, GTA five was out. So 
kind of fell off on those, but you know, we're kind of in a GTA drought. So I think this will do well next year. Well, in terms of sales, I don't know how well it'll do critically. Yeah. Right. Uh, so really quick, next thing, not too much we need to say about this, um, but horizon forbidden West got a confirmed release date of February 18th of 2022. Hence the, Let's not release February. anything in February of 2022 because there's just a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, this was slated for 2021. Obviously, same as God of War. They announced the God of War delay a while back. There was the rumors that this was delayed internally, but we hadn't heard anything. This is them confirming it. This sucks because, you know, I, I had this as like one of my first picks for the, the fantasy game draft. Uh, but and I, I understand with COVID and everything, they just weren't able to hit that deadline. Uh, I, I think this is bad for Gorilla in terms of now they're like Horizon 1 came out a week before Breath of the Wild and they were completely right. overshadowed. Now they're in February now. of it's, it's basically the same stage, you know, four years later. They are coming out in February, the end of February uh, in 2022. And by all accounts, uh, Breath of the Wild Breath 2 the Wild could 2. be March. <laughs> like so if, a week or two. So the, so the question then becomes, if if they find that Breath of the Wild 2 releases within a similar window, do they delay again and push it back? Just to no, I think you gotta stick 2. with it. No, Breath of the Wild 2 is gonna be holiday 2022. I don't know. It has to be. Breath of the Wild 1 wasn't. I know, but it doesn't have the hype to live up to. Or... Breath of the Wild 1 didn't have the hype to live up to that Breath of the Wild 2 has. And Nintendo next year, what what do they have? They have Splatoon, they have Pokemon Arceus, whatever, which got a release date for January. I don't know, if Chance was here, he'd tell you. But <laughs> the, the first quarter of 2022 is pretty stacked right now. So, uh, In regards to other Horizon news, just to kind of prepare people for... Uh, Forbidden West, they did do a 60 FPS patch for Horizon Zero Dawn on PS5. I actually did download Horizon again on PS5, and I tried out the 60 FPS patch. It looks great. Uh, it is 4K upscaled now, because I think before it was like 1800p or something at 60 FPS. It looks great, but I've completely forgotten how to play that game, and I... <laughs> I, I spawned, I continued my game or whatever. I'm in the middle of the DLC and uh, a bunch of robot dinosaurs like swarmed me and I'm like, how do I melee? How do I melee? So I just kept running and shooting arrows and stuff. But if you haven't played it, now's the time to play it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, up next, if Chance were here, he'd be all in on this. Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. So we got extended gameplay of one of the campaign missions um, with one of the characters who's named Paulina. Uh, obviously, we know that Vanguard is a World War II setting. Uh, in this, we got to see a bit of... Um, mocap by Laura Bailey. Performance in mocap yes. by. We got to see some of some of the gameplay. Obviously, the gunplay looks just like any other Call of Duty game. I mean, we know they nailed that. Uh, it's not anything uh, that is surprising in any way, shape, or form. Uh, we did get to see some of... some like. Not necessarily parkour, I guess, isn't really climbing ledges. Yeah, climbing ledges, some free climbing stuff, and which is interesting. It's not something that you associate with Call of Duty outside of like using ladders and stuff. Um, so to actually like be climbing on like jutting out bricks of the building and stuff like that is an interesting 
uh, like kind of thing to bring for some verticality in the level design. But yeah, so the, but, but I mean, it's, it's a Call of Duty game. We all know what we're going to get get out of it at this point. It's not anything that should be too surprising. Um, but I love World War II as a setting. It's like historically like my favorite setting. So this is a game that was like, I, I would enjoy the campaign for that just because I love like World War II history. So see, I'm, I'm the opposite of that. I'm, I, I think I'm fed up with World War II. Uh, we've had enough games in that. I do love the diversity and, you know, having Laura Bailey front and center, but I'm probably never going to play this campaign because I've never played a Call of Duty campaign all the way through. So I don't think I'm going to start now. So I, I do agree with you. It is like a saturated market with the, with how many World War II games are there. I played quite a few of the Call of Duty World War II campaigns all the way through and just, just generally a lot of Call of Duty campaigns all the way through. And eh, kind of done with it for now. <laughs> As I said, I take a break every few years. Somebody on Reddit compared it to like the big action blockbuster, like summer movie. It's it's not amazing, but it's high budget and it's enjoyable. Will you remember it? Probably not. But will you have fun at the time? Sure. And I'm like, yeah, fair comparison. But I probably won't have fun at the time either. So <laughs> I'm not gonna play it. <laughs> Still, like my favorite of the Call of Duties is Black Ops. So, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga got a new trailer. Uh, we did get some gameplay, and they released Spring 2022 release window. And in parentheses, it just says "fuck you, TT Games." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because this is one of the games that I drafted. We know it was getting delayed because they never, they just never fucking said anything. And then they just go, oh, "Yeah, Spring 2022," and I'm just like, well, "Fuck off." From the trailer, this looks like a open world Lego game, which we haven't really gotten. Like they showed yeah, different planets you're going to, and pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but like, I'm annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's right. that, that's that's a free got... fifteen pointer right there. Like, minimum. So, Rick, this one's up your alley. I'll let you take the lead on this one. Well, and then we got an echo of what we heard. But last month, two months ago, about the Death Stranding Director's Cut. It will release on September 24th, 2021. So coming up soon. Um, this is a PS5 exclusive, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's a $10 upgrade if you have the PS4 version. Which you can buy easily at GameStop for $10. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can shoot your cargo across vast distances. Like this is basically everything they showed us before, right? Yeah, they, no they showed like, like the additional things that they showed was like there's a uh, kind of like combat scenarios now where you can kind of like do high scores and like compete with friends that way. Um, almost and, like a Metal Gear VR kind of thing. Yeah. And then yeah. you're able to replay boss fights, like go in between boss fights as opposed to having to replay the entire game. You can just jump to a boss fight. But none of the boss fights to me were particularly memorable. No. I don't know why you'd want to do it. So but nice race there tracks. are race tracks now. Yeah. yeah you can like if, time if trial you, your friends and stuff. If Death Stranding was your game of the year in twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen, whenever that came out, uh this is probably worth it to you for ten dollars if you did not care for death stranding when it came out i don't think this is going to change that so play control 100 percent. yeah that was absolutely. the tuggy 2019 game of the year yes it was rightfully so 
moving on from Death Stranding, uh, we got some. Well, one more thing the- about Death Stranding. Oh yeah, go ahead. It's insane to me that this ended opening night live. This was the one more thing of opening night live, which I'm like, <laughs> I I get Hideo Kojima is your friend Jeff Keighley, but come on, <laughs> you had a Saints Row it's reveal not- and Marvel, you blew your load at the beginning. Those are the first two <laughs> announcements. the The first like 20 minutes of this was insane. Like the first half an hour, whatever. Like we had the announcement for the release date for Halo Infinite and horizon forbidden west that was the first time we got the release dates for both of these games one was xbox's major game one is playstation's major game none of those were the headliners fucking your friend's best your best friend's game and like (laughs) at least pretend like it's not nepotism There's no point in pretending. He's already he already owns the world, basically. Jeff Keighley does. Yeah. Like he he runs the video game world right now. He can do whatever he wants. So anyway, continue. Yeah. So moving on, we got the opening gameplay of Forza Horizon Five. Uh, so starts with them hella dropping a Ford Bronco Badlands onto an active volcano in Mexico. Now they call it hella dropping, but it's out of a giant cargo plane. Because yeah, so you didn't know why spell it's it right. Dropping. It's H E L L A dropping, like hella dropping. <laughs> hella dropping. I hate. <laughs> yeah. <you>. Like, <laughs> uh, I hella hate you right now for that. <laughs> it's like a beautiful sunset. Like I get it's, it looks great, and you know other people are going to experience right. it and love it and stuff. Do I care? Probably not. <laughs> it's like it's like it's weird because it no, it's like I, I agree with you in that like sunsets are beautiful, but they happen every day, kind of thing. So it's like it was just like yeah, we get it. I mean, the visuals are obviously stunning. It, it's going to be a beautiful game. It's going to be gorgeous. Uh, it's going to be a thing, fucking amazing racing game, like every fucking yeah, year. Like, right, but I'm not. And really they have flamingos. Game, so not mine. They have flamingos in the game. I was really excited. All right. I think that's a sex thing. There, everyone. No, it's not. It's literally just the birds are cool. If Chance were here, he'd exactly. be hyped about this. I can't believe <laughs> Chance is here. Chance will be part. hyped about flamingos. Yeah, it sucks that Chance can't be here to get excited about Dying Light too, uh, because he's he's been waiting for this forever, basically. So we got new gameplay trailer for Dying Light Two. We got a, obviously a lot of first person parkour, which is what they're really known for the devs said that they doubled the amount of parkour moves that they had from dying light one looks dope as hell like action combat i'm sure the game will be fun but do you did you guys see how high he jumped (laughs) he kicked that guy and the guy like ducked down and then he jumped off of that guy to do like another move but he went like 18 feet in the air i'm like what the fuck is this i I don't think i don't think he went that high i think it's just it it felt like it was like super high (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I mean, at minimum, he's like ten feet off the ground. That's still a lot because yeah, he's jumping off of like a six foot person, so he's probably like ten feet off the ground. Still, that's a lot. Like so, yeah, I know it's a lot. Some of the like, moves seem very uh, unrealistic, but I, I don't know. know. I'm not. I, I've never done parkour or anything like that, and I'll never be able to. So. I'm gonna have to yeah. take their I mean, word, their word for it. This this is definitely a game Chance is super excited for, and I feel like the more I see it, the more I'm like, okay, we get it. Just release the game. Like I, any hype I've had for this game is com- like long gone. So right. 
because we've been hearing then, about uh, this for like three years now. So yeah, and then they did say that the uh, Dying Light Platinum Edition will be heading to Switch later this year. So if you and it'll look want great to on, on that 480p. Right. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, big news. Xbox Cloud Gaming is coming to Series X and S and Xbox One holiday of this year. Yeah, I feel like that was the, news that kind of like went under the radar for some reason. I feel like yeah, they kind of they showed a trailer that. and they had people talking about it and they kind of glossed over it. But the beauty about this is you don't need to download the games to try them out now. Like if you see right. something on Game Pass, like the barrier of entry is just clicking a button. You don't even have to download it. So now, like, you're looking through a game, you're like, oh, that looks interesting. Like, Hades. Like, Hades isn't my cup of tea, but uh, I guess I'll try it out. And you can press download. And I've done this a lot where I've downloaded a game off Game Pass on my console and then just never went back to it because I I went and I did something else while I was downloading. Now I just have to press the button and I can try it out. And then it could be downloading in the back while I'm actually playing it. Um, Also, it's going to be supported on Xbox One as well. So if you are someone who doesn't have an Xbox Series X yet and you're like, damn, I really wanted to play Flight Simulator, now you can on your Xbox One through the cloud. So it's good all around, I think. Kind of extending the life cycle of those older consoles without making people jump on the new ones right away. I keep explaining to my friends who are actually older than me, if that's possible. (laughs) Um, He did it to himself. Exactly. <laughs> and I basically was like, they're like, oh, yeah, like we have PlayStation 4s, but Psychonauts 2 is coming for PlayStation 4s. So we'll just do this. And I, I sent them that code that, that we got for like a free Game Pass. And I'm like, you can do this on any browser. You can do it on your fucking phone. Yeah. Just it, it, this is a month free. You can play it for free. They're like, no, we just bought it for $60. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, what are you guys up to? And they're like, we're downloading Psychonauts 2. And it's like, well, I'm playing it right now. And I don't even have to download it. I'm streaming <laughs> it on my PC. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. <sighs> like, this is the future. Jesus Christ, this is the future. Also, did you know Psychonauts 2 got the Xbox Series X and S update? But there is no PS5 update. It's only on PS4. <laughs> so it's kind of like... Xbox is kind of like drawing the line in the sand. Like, yeah, we'll fulfill obligations, but we're not going to go above and beyond for PS5 owners. Like, you got to, if you want the best experience, you got to come to Xbox. I was wondering, they they both thought that, like, it would not release on PlayStation at all. But it's like, no, I just get it for free and easier. Yeah, because it was was a Kickstarter. So people pledged money to it to get the PlayStation 4 version. So they had to make the PlayStation 4 version. So... Um, that's the reason that happened. But Psychonauts three is only going to be on Xbox if there's a Psychonauts three. So anyway, that was a side tangent there. <laughs> so now that we're done talking about Gamescom and summer is basically over now, uh, we are going to go through and grade and score our summer predictions. So. Looking through this, we will go through and we'll go through one by one. Say what people challenged, or say what people predicted, what was challenged, and score it. Uh, so we'll start with me, I guess, since I was first and terrible. Uh, Can I have a, a sidebar real fast? 
Yes, absolutely. Sure. Uh, this is not the actual list. This is the list that Rick listened to at work. He listened to the podcast that we recorded this. They don't need to know this. Down. They're not seeing this. Because <laughs> they, they're not seeing what I'm looking Zach at. Lost. So, Zach I lost. Zach lost the Okay, I lost if you listen the, to the original, If you listen to the original podcast and things are different, please feel free to contact us about this. Contact Zach. It's his fault. Mainly I'll, Zach. I'll, I will take the blame for this. I lost the file, and I'm not really sure how it happened. Um, and Rick got a gold star by listening to the whole thing and writing it all up again. Good but for you. Work, you, got a, so. you, you. You got a good noodle star. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, the summer predictions may not be the same as what we did like verbatim, but they're there. So be close, yeah. Going with, we'll start with myself. So I predicted that there would be a new initiative IP after not realizing that they had just come out with that. Yes. So Pat challenged it. He was right because I fucked up. Um, so negative one for Zach there. So negative one for me. That's a great start. Uh, I predicted that there would be God of War gameplay and there would be a 2022 release date. Pat challenged the gameplay. Chance challenged the release date. <laughs> Chance challenged Neither of those things. <laughs> oh my God. So you uh, now have a negative... One, or negative 0.5 for that, right? I have a negative 0.5 for that. Did we get a 2022 release date confirmed for God of War? It's, I could it be just said 2020. It just said 2022. We didn't get a an actual release date. So does that? Okay, yeah, I'm pretty fine. sure Chance meant that it would come out this year. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's fine. I yes. will I will take the negative 0.5 then because I got the 2022. But then right. that means Chance gets negative 0.5 as well. Yes, yep. chance gets negative one. Are you are you keeping track of the scores right now? Yeah. Thank so God. you are at negative one point five, and chance yeah. is at negative point five. I predicted next that we would get a Starfield gameplay reveal and a twenty twenty two release. We got a twenty twenty two release. Got the twenty twenty two release. Reveal. We did not get gameplay. We got a cinematic. That so just cancels itself out. So he doesn't lose points for not getting the gameplay reveal because no one challenged it. He only gets half a point there, so I get half back a point up, back. It's back a negative, up to one. negative one. <laughs> um, I predicted that Xbox would acquire InnerSoft and Intersloth. another InnerSloth. <laughs> Why does it say soft? Rick, there? Did I say soft in the? It's either one? a typo or Rick misheard. Yeah. So yeah. So Xbox. So, I had to do all the fucking work. Sorry. So <laughs> so I. Predicted that Xbox would acquire InterSloth or InterSoft. Either way, it didn't happen. And another company, Rick Challenge. Xbox technically Rick challenged that. I got half of it right. Xbox got Bethesda. <laughs> no, they got this was way before Bethesda was last year. What are you talking Shh, about? No, no, it, it got confirmed this year. I'm taking that. Um, no, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. You got a negative one. <laughs> so you're a negative so two. I'm a negative now. two. And then my last prediction is. It's just Forza Horizon 5. Which you got. Yeah, so Which I got. Back so to I'm back one. to negative one. You know, that's to, to be fair, that's one of my better performances. I, uh, I've sat really there. Is. I've sat there at like negative four before. So this was solid for me. All right. So I am at negative one. Moving on to Pat. Pat's first prediction was that a Super Switch would be announced at a $299 price point in Breath of the Wild 2 would be a part of that release. A release. Uh, I the launch title. Yeah, Zach challenged just the Breath of the Wild 2. Yep. Rick challenged the prize. 
Are you challenging that Breath of the Wild 2 wouldn't be a release thing? Because we don't know yet. <laughs> it might I be. I challenge that... Okay, but like... I challenged that... Yes, I challenged that it wouldn't release with that. Along with the Super Switch. Switch. I think I think Which we were we all assuming know. it might release the I, I, Super I, Switch I, next but, year. But, but no, 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 no. I remember though because you made this prediction under the assumption that Breath of the Wild Two was releasing this year. Yeah, I said, but I'm not going to put a date on it because that would That's be not limiting the point. You, 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 you thought it was going to be this year, though. That's the context. I thought, you made that but I, I said I'm not going to put a date on it. That's not the point. I'm not going to let that this prediction the, wait this, until I, next year. I choose no, my words, score, words very we, carefully. We have to score it now. I'm not going to wait until next year. No, we, we shouldn't. That. What I'm saying is that's a wash. No, it's not. No Honestly, chance. No chance. Guys, a lot of these are washes because like, I just heard what I said and I wrote it down <laughs> on a post-it <laughs> on my pants while I was at work. There was no Super Switch announced. There was no Breath of the Wild 2 release date announced with like it being a launch title. And Zach therefore there's no Breath prize. Wild 2. There's you should no get minus. Either. Yeah. You should get you should get minus 0. 0.66 for that. Yep. Why? What? <laughs> Cuz you got 2 thirds of the prediction wrong with the challenge on 2 thirds of it. Yeah, but the challenge wasn't right either. Rick challenged that mean? the price would be different. Yeah, and the there, price is different. The we price don't is know. different. There, there is no price. That's the difference. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the difference. There is no price. We didn't this, even get a price. Are we, we counting should... the OLED switch as the Super Switch? It's up to you, but no, it's not. <laughs> but, okay, then, then there should... is no price, so this there can't a be a topic. different price. <laughs> this is a shit is what I'm saying. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take I'll take a negative point three three, but I'm not taking a negative point six six. Fine, I can. All right, Pat, negative point six six. All right, we know it's point six six. Pat predicted there'd be two new Sony console exclusives. One would be a new IP. Yeah, did we get that? I can't. Sifu. No. Sifu. What's Sifu? The martial arts game where you keep getting older. Is that PlayStation exclusive? Yeah. PlayStation 4 and 5, I believe. How do you spell Sifu? S-I-F-U. S-I-F-U. PlayStation PC. I mean, that's Slow still PlayStation exclusive. No, 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 yeah, I know. I also love number three, which is third-party game day and date to game pass and it's like that happens every day no but i specified i'm like it's either going to be back for blood uh uh battlefield or um i picked one more and i'm like it's going to be one of these three and it back for blood is day and date so okay yep so you get that one he gets half a point for the sony one no there's definitely another sony game a sony exclusive that was announced i'll look it up I'm sure there is. It's like an indie exclusive or something. Like, still counts. That's so, that's, that's not difficult. Like, so on the first one, pack it's negative two, negative one. No, negative point three three. <laughs> Wait, on the first one. On the very first one, negative point three three. You got a you got a super switch announced, which was not a super switch. That's what I'm saying. And if we count that, and if no we Breath count, of the Wild too. if we count the OLED as the Super Switch, then no, 
then you, you, there is the you price difference. You predicted a more powerful switch. Yeah, exactly. So if we don't count that as a super switch, then there is no price for the super switch. So you if you challenging the price isn't a, a challenge that came true. Pat's copping out, so that's a negative one. But he's <laughs> got a, a plus. negative one. He's got a plus. First of all, five. only two thirds of it were challenged, so the most I can get is negative two thirds. But the only way I would take this the neg the second negative third is if we count the super switch as the OLED, and in that case, it was announced, and the price. All is I'm learning from this is that the next time we do predictions, we're gonna need to like. We're going to need to stop you from doing... Well, like if you this. hadn't lost <laughs> the file, we would have had this much more clear. No, this is all no, here to say no, from no. what I've heard. No, no. Okay. Your predictions are always like this. <laughs> this is too vague. I like, choose my words carefully. That's it's not, not vague. fun. That's not fun. No. You choose it your words carefully, and they were rewritten by an idiot who was at work. <laughs> it shouldn't be... It shouldn't but be I remember the actual prediction. I said... Super Switch with Breath of the Wild being a launch title, and it will be two ninety nine. And but you challenge there was no Super Switch. Yeah, which means it's, so that, it's which means so you I would don't say the whole it's not two ninety nine. Which means I would say you the whole prediction is wrong. wrong. Yeah, I would just say the whole prediction is wrong. Yeah, you're but wrong. The challenge is not right either. Then is what I'm saying, and the then, challenge then is what need... I'm losing points for. No, but we're okay, challenging so you... that your prediction would be right. You would, you're, you're under right. the assumption no, that No, you're is challenging correct. a part of it. Rick challenged the price of the Super Switch. Like, he, he so said the like price would saying, not be two ninety nine. That, that's like saying for me, new initiative IP. Well, we haven't gotten it yet, but we could. You said so. new initiative IP was announced, would be announced yeah. during this time frame. It was not yeah. announced. Exactly. Just like your Super so Switch wrong. wasn't announced. I, it's yeah, the same and thing. it wasn't announced, but the price wasn't announced. So I can't be wrong on the price not being two ninety nine. That's what I'm saying. I'm not oh saying the the I'm not saying See, like, this the, is the prediction thing. was this is the that thing. the price we would be announced. I'm we saying can't the be having prediction you do predictions like this. We can't be having you do predictions like this where if it's not announced, that just nullifies oh the rest of your prediction. That should not be allowed to fly anymore. He could have <laughs> like, he could have challenged the switch part. He challenged the price. That's not the point. <laughs> that is exactly the point. No, it's not. Yes, it is. The point is that we thought that the Switch would be announced. That's why we wouldn't challenge it. You should still be punished for being wrong. I'm not getting points for that. No one challenged the Switch coming out. But we want you to lose points, Pat. We want you to lose points. Yes, then you should have challenged it. But he challenged specifically a thing that he was not right on. That. We thought it was coming out. That's why we didn't challenge Yes, so did I. And that's why he challenged a thing that he is not right on. If you were right on the challenge, then I lose points. But I he is not right on the challenge. I was right on my challenge. Anyway, I'm moving on from this. Uh, third party Negative game. Negative 3-3. Three, I got... Pass. So wait, hold on. You got that. So I am at positive 0.66. And then I got plus 0.5 for number two because Sifu is a new IP that's exclusive. Uh, Skull and Bones. God damn it. All right, so 0. 0.66 plus 0. 0.5. I am at 1.16. And then repeating. Yeah. And then Kojima shows up with that. Happen. So uh, that did not happen. So chance. Chance. Uh, chance predicted the Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy VII remake on would be announced on PC and Xbox. That did not happen. So, that didn't happen. No uh, one challenged. Deus Ex teased. Deus Ex teased. <laughs> Negative I one. That. I'm, arms, I get arms, two arms two reveal. reveal. 
and then GameCube 64 and Virtual GameCube Virtual Consoles to Nintendo Online. Rick challenged that. Uh, avowed gameplay. No one challenged that. So Rick, Rick challenged. No, no, never mind. Avowed gameplay. No, nobody challenged that. Yeah. Uh, so chance is at negative three point five. Last place games. Jesus Christ. Wait, where did the point five come from? The challenge that he was wrong for one of you. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, that was quick. I'm not finishing last. This is great. Um, Final Fantasy Rick. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2 teased for 2022. Uh, which I Pat challenged challenged. that. So I could have just made this up and you would have believed me. <laughs> Probably. That, that is true, yeah. Uh, Rick. I lost that. Rick lost that, so he's down to negative one. But Elder it was a Final Fantasy Remake Part 2, and like, it was Part 1 and a half, so I'm going to count that as a half a point. It cancels no, itself out. Up. Uh, Rick <laughs> Elder Scrolls Six. Location reveal. Location. It, which Did it we, was. It was teased. Was it revealed? It was that, teased, which is a reveal, which Rick gets. I wrote this. I, I control. I'll give him. I'll give him that. New Obsidian IP. Well, considering considering Obsidian is not a real thing, I win that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> there was no new Obsidian IP, though. So Rick gets minus one Rick for that. Rick is back to negative one. Uh, Hellblade 2 new trailer chance challenged but expected gameplay um, wait what we did get apparently. a new trailer at the Xbox extended reveal right exactly so Rick yes. gets that one chance gets more negative points how did he yeah. challenge that but he expected he thought there was just going to be gameplay without a trailer yes no, he, he expected, I remember having this conversation I, expected, uh, I remember uh, Pat uh, I remember Pat saying you think they're going to do <laughs> gameplay without a cinematic trailer and Chance was like, Chance doubled down. <laughs> he was like, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so Rick is back up to zero. Chance is at negative 4.5. <laughs> and then and with then this Rick, one, Rick is at negative one. Yeah, Rick had Fable yeah, 4 gameplay, no... which Pat challenged. So Rick is down to negative one. So right. Pat was the only person who finished in the positive. <laughs> yeah, else so I negative. have positive 1.16. Uh, Rick and Zach both tie for second with negative one and chance far and away <laughs> number four but the tiebreaker is rick wins because he rick did the work yeah we listen to the episode we get it let down. it go my god i will give you point one for that so you are at negative point nine which means you are number two it's a load of shit right. but anyway uh final thoughts on gamescom we did get our predictions i'm clearly the best at predicting stuff I, I disagree with that statement. Your predictions are <laughs> I mean, wrong. The facts are right there. Remember when Chance was to know Sir Thomas because <laughs> we, we gave fed him, him all hints? Yeah, we yeah. fed him all <laughs> his... God. Uh, but yeah, this, this show... I still have... I still have... His own devices. I still have our single greatest ever prediction was when I predicted the Breath of the Wild 2 Bullshit. That was just a that shot is our greatest. That is our greatest ever prediction. <laughs> I own that. <laughs> Every dog has his day. And yeah. And yours, apparently. Um, so, yeah, overall, yeah. I think Gamescom did give us a lot of surprise stuff. Uh, I am su- like, it's crazy that Xbox went first, didn't show Halo, and then <laughs> Halo was at their next thing. So their whole conference ended up being like, where's Halo? And the next day is like, oh, there's Halo. And then I completely forgot what they showed. They went on a five-minute tangent about trebuchets. For Age yeah. of Empires. Age of Empires, yeah. Their hands what the on fuck history. were they thinking? 
they went from one of their best showings at E3 to like this. Like, come on, Xbox, do better. They should have gone after opening night live and then people would have been like, okay, that's cool. Now you're giving us more details and stuff, but it's not like the big hype thing that we're prepared for. But yeah, um, could have used a little bit more Nintendo news. We did get a reveal, uh, a a new trailer for Metroid Dread and that looks fucking awesome. So check that out. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, no other major Nintendo news unless you count that Pokemon direct that I'm sure Chance want, wanted to talk about, but he is whatever we said he is, and therefore not able to talk about it. What would you guys rate Gamescom as an event overall? 78. I was going to say the A, B, C grade scale, but so, so C I was gonna plus? Go, I was going to go C, C minus, below average. I, I'd go with a B. I feel like uh, Jeff Keighley really brought it with in terms of like announcements, at least early on. I know he ended with Death Stranding, but... I'm at least going to say C+. I'm glad we're getting dates, finally, of of stuff. And it's not just like 2022 or like spring or holiday or whatever, you know? Subpar subtitles. Wow! (laughs) Moving on to subpar subtitles. For those of you who don't know, this is a game we like to end the podcast with where we basically take the idea or the principle that game developers like naming their games with franchise colon subtitle, and that's S-U-B hyphen T-I-T-L-E. For example, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, I've basically taken a fake subtitle and intermixed it with a bunch of real ones, and it's our panel's job here to figure out which one is the fake one. Uh, We've been keeping score all year. Apparently everybody is tied at how many points? Uh, We all have 12. 12? Everyone is tied at 12 points, so this could really have somebody break away here. Not Chance, though, because he's not here. Uh, (laughs) But you guys ready? Yep. All right. Bridge Crew, Shards of the Four, Breath of Life, A Minuet in Power, and Foxy Boxing. I'll say those again (laughs) for those of you listening at home. Bridge Crew, Shards of the Four, Breath of Life, A Minuet in Power, and Foxy Boxing. Zach, why don't we start with you? I think D is real, because I don't think Pat knows what the word minuet is. I'm very cultured, you swine. (laughs) I'm going to go with C. Breath of Life. Yeah. Rick? I'm actually going to go with D, Minuet of minuet Power. Minuet and Power, okay. Now, for the twist. So you guys have the option to either keep your answers, and you will get three points if that is correct, or you can choose to say all real or all fake, and if that's correct, you will get double the points for a total of six. So I ask you, Rick, what do you decide? Well, I'm going to stick with my all fake. Ooh, all fake for Rick. Zach, what do you choose? I definitely think I definitely think D is real. Like minuet is just such an obscure word that it would make it real for me. I mean, I I'm gonna say they're I'm gonna say they're all real. I'll just go the opposite of Rick. 
All right. And say they're all real. One all real, one all fake. Locking those in. All right. You guys ready? Star Trek Bridge Crew. Real game. Cardiclism Shards of the Four. Real game. Numa Breath of Life. Real game. A Minuet in Power. Not it is a real game. Ambition, a minuet in power, oh real game. God. And Foxy Boxing is not real. Damn so it. That is the big game. God, the obvious no one. Foxy boxing. God no damn one it. gets I was sitting When you there started like laughing, so... I thought you you were definitely gonna go for that. I was like, it's the so Simpsons. I was like, it's so dumb, it has to be real. Like, oh my god, are you kidding me? Anyway, you know, so, you know, people people name games just so so <laughs> stupid that you can't trust it anymore. All right, well, yeah, so we all stayed at twelve points. All righty, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. Remember, you can catch us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can reach us with any questions, comments, concerns. Say hi to Chance since he couldn't be here today uh, at the Entitled Gaming Podcast at Gmail And don't forget to follow us on all of our social media. We're on Twitter at TugPod on Instagram at TUG underscore POD. We are on Reddit at r slash TugPod and on Facebook at the Entitled Gaming Podcast. And then also check out our Twitch channel uh, at twitch.tv slash TugPod. We also ask that you subscribe and leave us reviews. Five-star reviews for us. One-star review for every other podcast. All right. Also, did we ever say where Chance was? No, we didn't. Where do we want to say chances? I don't know. In Mexico with the flamingos. There you go. We should probably do this at the end so Pat doesn't have to like search through to find it. To yeah, edit. Fine. Yeah, let's let's just do it later. <laughs>